0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics. oh yeah good morning everybody that's right it is monday and it is october 2nd oh boy and we do want to give a very 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 warm welcome back to rico who is joining us back today rico we missed you we're glad you're feeling better and uh gonna be back, my
1: girl. yes gonna be back, my girl.
0: yes but do you know what today is rico today is national custodial workers recognition day National shout out to the janitors,
1: man. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> National Child Health Day. National, you're gonna love this. National Name Your Car Day. Okay. National,
1: yeah, you, gotta, you gotta name your car, man. You name, you name your car.
0: Mm-hmm. I got a name for my car. It's called Giddy Up and Go. National Fried Scallops Day. National Produce Misting Day. Do you believe that Produce Misting has an actual day? That's just crazy to me. And this is cannabis's favorite day of the year. Can I tell you why this is cannabis's favorite day of the year?
1: Why is that? Because
0: today is also National oh, Consignment Day. That's right. National Consignment Day today. God cannabis's God damn credit, favorite. <laughs> yeah.
2: Goddamn credit,
0: forget it. Goddamn <laughs> credit, Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble. Oh, oh, oh yes. But now we're going to kick it off with the Dope Dad himself who has decided to make a grand entrance back from the depths of death He has crossed beyond and is back with us once again. That's right. It is not the DMT or the spirit molecule. It is Rico Lamite, the dope dad himself. What do you have this morning, Rico?
1: It was great to be back, Jason, man. Thank you. Thank you. I ain't 100% yet out of the woods, but uh, definitely in a better place. And I want to thank everybody for the love that they sent out via DM, text calls, hospital visits, and all that. I don't think I'd be back in the saddle today without all the positive love and energy sent by you guys. Appreciate that, for real. And right on cue, with my never-ending call for y'all to never stop following the money, my headline today is a doubleheader. Pushed out late Friday by Green Market Report on the legendary Culture Forward magazine, High Times, who did not have a great weekend. So first, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC finally Officially filed a complaint against High Times CEO Adam Levin, alleging securities fraud. And immediately following the release of said complaint, it was announced a mere hours later that High Times Holding Corp would be settling said allegations with the SEC for an agreed to fine of $558,071. The company having a full month to pay to pony up on the funds, according to SEC records. The SEC complaint alleges uh, Levin falsely represented High Time's share price to investors and engaged with a stock promoter without informing investors selling High Time stock when it was no longer eligible to be sold. For the report, Levin allegedly began working with William McCoola, who authored a newsletter called Palm Beach Ventures, specializing in stock picking advice. McCoola has pled guilty in other cases on stock promotion, and the SEC alleges that Levin paid a third party in order to conceal the payments to McCula, effectively hiding said promotion. Two days after signing a contract with McCoola uh, and Palm Beach Ventures wrote an article promoting high-time stock as a buy rating. The SEC complaint complains that the newsletter falsely stated that there was no compensation for the pump Though, filings show McCoola received $150,000 for his services in addition to entertainment expenses, which begs the question, what entertainment expenses may have been included with said package? Well, let me tell you. High Times and Levin expended approximately $100,000 in investor funds to entertain McCoola and his associates, including meals and bottle service at clubs, yacht rentals, uh, to host McCoola. Uh, The engagement of entertainers and other such expenses and it seems to have been money well spent between april 2020 and june 2020 high times raised six million dollars through the palmer beach promotion the initial high times offering qualified the company to sell stock in a reg a offering back in march 2018 permitting it to offer shares at 11 each but the sec says in june 2020 the company failed to update audited financial statements Since the company didn't file these statements, it was no longer allowed to sell the stock at all. Despite from June 2020 through December 2022, High Times continued to offer and sell approximately $13 million in High Times securities. Furthermore, when High Times was qualified to sell uh, said shares at $11 a share, the SEC alleges the Palm Beach Venture newsletter promoting falsely uh, false prices of down to $1 each. The complaint reads, Levin falsely stated High Times had changed its share price from $11 per share to $1 per share. uh, Palm Beach's promotional materials as well as High Times Investor website falsely stated that investors were purchasing shares at $1 when they were not. In fact, High Times Investors purchased and continue to hold all shares at $11 and more per share. The SEC has asked the court to make Levin pay a civil penalty and bar him Promoting him uh, from ac- prohibiting him from acting as an officer or director of any issuer that has any class of securities and gave High Times Holding Corp 30 days to pony up on the fine. Apparently, not wanting any of that SEC smoke, High Times Holding Corp promptly settled allegations of the illegal stock promotion scheme uh, with the. Um, and agreed to pay pay the fine of $558,071. And the clock is officially ticking now with the 25 days left for the company to pay up. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street. What do you think about this one, Jason? Hold on a second. You said they
0: have 25 days to pay how much money?
1: $558,071. Oh,
0: they're going to default on that. <laughs> you think they'll pay in stock? No, they're going to pay. <laughs> I, I, I think they're. I think this will be a default. I think this will be a story we're covering at the end of the month of, of them defaulting on this loan.
1: This is crazy. This is crazy, man. Like, like we've been calling this shit out. Like the whole all stock purchase of Moxie. Mm-hmm. They've been buying everything in stock left and right. And um you no, know, big ups to High Times, man. Big ups to the the, the, the brand, uh, the logo, and everything. They're truly legendary. But how could you not see this from a mile away? The stock was not trading, and they were still trying to pump that shit. Um, I, I saw it on like a, on tickers
0: mm-hmm. on random
1: websites. Buy High Time stock for four dollars and twenty uh, twenty. Oh cents. yeah,
0: that, they were pumping out mass emails in their newsletters and everything for people to buy it for 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 a while. And you know, it, it trips me out. Is I know a lot of like serious people in the financial world, um, in the cannabis financial world and whatnot, and yeah. and and all of them. All bought high-time stock, and they all have high-time stock. Everybody. And all, yeah, and all were like, oh, my God, this is going to be so great.
1: Man. Right. I wanted to, but I'm like, yo, I, I have a financial industry background. I'm like, yo, is this trading? Like, where's like, where's the white papers on this shit? Like, where's the background on this? It's, it's, people were just buying in. Like, this is, mm-hmm. well, they, I don't know. It's the entire pandemic in a nutshell, right? Everybody buying NFTs and shit. that are now all worthless. Like, everybody just wanted FOMO. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they had FOMO and they wanted to go up on you really
2: day. allowed to, you allowed to offer stock individually like that through ads? Because when I saw that, that was my thought was, I don't think you're allowed to actually offer stock. Uh, you have
1: to have the proper disclosures, I, which they did not. And, and you, in the audience that you are uh, pushing those ads out to, it has to be clear that whoever's pushing those ads gets paid for doing that. And so they, and that's why they paid this dude um, who has a massive following? I guess to his Palm Beach Ventures, uh, um, a yep. stock picking report. Mm-hmm. They paid him 150 grand to pump this shit,
0: and it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it did.
1: Off of that alone, they made six million. Six mil.
0: Mm-hmm. Palm Beach. So Ventures. you know Thanks, you uh, all,
1: these NF, all these NFT pumpers, these uh, um, all the celebrities and everything, Taylor Swift including, uh, the little yachty, like all those folks that were like, oh, <laughs> they got slapped on the wrist by the SEC. They all had to pony up like 100k mm-hmm. plus. Is because they were promoting a security and and they and whoever like created that security did not tell the people buying it that these people are paid advertisers Mm -hmm. you can't do that shit
3: i want to know in this story like i don't know this is just my my brain working here is what happened on the yacht yeah. That's what I want to know. Like you got a hundred thousand dollars in entertainment, like damn, those had to be some like crazy ass parties.
1: Yeah, you, uh, you remember those, those girls gone wild infomercials, right? Man, this is Adam <laughs> Levin we're talking about. <laughs>
0: damn. Uh, what happens in the ocean stays in the ocean. Adam, so. hit me. Listen,
3: Adam, <laughs> next time you guys hit the yacht, hit me, man. Me and Mandy <laughs> will slide over there. Like, well, listen, it's all good.
0: They had to slide. Slight-
3: I'll buy some stock or whatever we got to do. <laughs>
0: They had a slide. On, they, had, they, they, they did have a slide on the yacht. Hell yeah. hmm hmm What are your thoughts about like this, it. Gretchen? You've been pretty quiet so far this morning.
4: I don't know. Just all the testosterone in this room is just driving me insane. <laughs> um, I can handle it, though. Uh I don't care. High Times has been a shit show since forever. This is no surprise.
0: Mm-hmm i mean it's definitely not a surprise i'm surprised actually the only surprise is i'm surprised we're not covering this story last year
1: no real talk man <laughs> this has been every single time high times like purchase another like major company and all stock deal mm-hmm. we're all over here like yo it's not even a trading stock like what <laughs> what's yeah. going on here why are people continuing to go into agreements yes
0: <laughs> Uh, oh, man. On the other
1: side of this shit, man, you, it's, it's part of the game, man. You have finessers and motherfuckers get finessed.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Very, there's very There's always true. a buyer. Mm-hmm. So you
1: can't hate on the game.
0: <laughs> Don't hate the player. Hate the game. That's
3: for sure. But for uh, we real, good. like, if, if somebody, if I can get you to buy Monopoly money for
0: real money, I mean... I'm not mad at you. Isn't like that that Why like is Donald Trump
1: still running for president cuz people are still voting for
0: him. Isn't that like the people that like <laughs> sell counterfeit money, they sell monopoly money for real money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this
4: is just another example of how the cannabis industry can't grow up and transition into the mainstream world. There's this isn't even two. that.
2: High Times was was bought out by by New York stock investors. High Times really ceased being and I would say with the with the exception of some of the work that John Capetta, who's one of the editors, is doing in some yeah. of his articles, he's really aspiring general. to some some grounded realness. But for the most part, high times in the early or mid-2000s was bought by an investment group out of New York and they really stopped presenting the culture at that point. That's when they started doing cannabis cups every two months. And basically if you had enough booths, you just kind of fit into the rotation for winning a cannabis cup and they really devalued their presence. High times of the 80s and the 90s, was really valid and vital and it was talking about Mark Emery's seed bank and Todd McCormick's struggle with with disease and how cannabis was healing him and Gary Webb talking about how the Bush family colluded with the Clintons to smuggle uh Kane into Arkansas to give to Freeway Rick Ross to try to decimate black communities or really in a successful attempt decimate black communities and and push uh youth into mass incarceration through the um unequal laws between powdered cocaine and crack so so a lot of really good work High Times was doing, and and my hope is to see that returning. We've really been in in kind of this nadir at the moment of this of this investment company buying High Times and really just trying to pump brand and a logo and a couple of words to make themselves money.
4: Saint Germain, so, so, do you think really the downfall of High Times has been them stepping away from the culture? You think that otherwise think, it would be? I successful?
2: think the doubt. Think the downfall of High Times was when they really just tried to monetize the brand through their cannabis cups. And when that investment group out of New York bought them, if you if you can go through if you if you can go through to go to a library that has them or or go online and look look at the quality of the articles they used to talk. They were the first uh, uh, a publication to be talking about Rick Doblin, founder of MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, is in the middle of getting MDMA uh, prescription legal for psychedelic uh, for psychotherapists to use in talk therapy, PTSD for veterans and other people. Like they were really. Actually, they had the finger on the pulse and they were talking about real issues for quite a long time.
3: Um, Full full disclosure, I've written a few articles for High Times, but I agree with you, Saint. Early, I think High Times was like really tapped into the culture. It was something that we all went to as growers and as uh, consumers of cannabis throughout the 90s, growing up, like it was the shit. And it sucked because in prison, I could not get any kind of weed or cannabis publications and high times was one of those things that I would, you know, want to go to be able to show like some of the guys in the other States, some of the cultivars and stuff that we had. So it does suck. It changed a lot. Listen, the people that were at high times when I used to mess with them are not there anymore. It's a whole new group. I don't know them personally anymore, but Hey, you know, I don't, I, and to, to Gretchen's point real quick, Gretchen. No, I don't think they would be successful. Now, I don't think print magazine and that model that High Times had transitioned well. Now, they made a few moves that were different that kind of could you could argue if they could be sustainable or not. But that whole model is just not sustainable anymore.
4: Well, and I've worked with High Times and I have written for High Times over the years. Um, And Mm -hmm. I forget how many CEOs I've seen them go through like four or five since <laughs> I've dealt with him. It's insane. What year did I mean, you
2: start working like, with him, Gretchen?
4: It would have been probably 2015. Yeah, ah, that's 2015. What, that's after
2: the takeover. Yeah, Right, right, right. Yeah. And what the, was happening the first was...
4: The CEO I worked with was David Cole, who was like from Sony or something, yep. I think was the, where he came from. Um, but, and Malcolm was still involved. Like on the editorial side, they still had a bunch of the old school guys and those two worlds were not getting yes. along. It they did, were not It was meshing. all colliding and Crumbling. Yeah. yeah. In
2: the in the chat they're they're talking about it. You know, the early high times when they were running the cannabis cup in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and the cannabis cup that they, they threw was legit and meant something. And Paul Krasner and Steven Hager and, and other gentlemen that were really from the culture were running the magazine output was completely different. And in the moment where their their their, their readership lagged in, in that middle two thousand switchover of the internet and print falling is when this is when this investment group bought them out. Again, my hope is that the gentlemen like John Capetta and others can really push this magazine away. The reporting, once again, becomes more vital because really there's a wealth and an abundance of stories to track. And, and this magazine could really move one-to-one with cannabis and and psychedelics and, and these outlying cultures and highlight a lot of things that I think would, would add to the intelligence and, and ability for all of us to navigate towards a world that we really want to see instead of just what? trying to leverage it into events and make a bunch of money that way. You guys but the if, you, if they
3: don't cover it, you can you
0: can find it here at the Hyatt 9 News. That's right. <laughs> that is yeah, right. Luke, nicely done. That is very, very <laughs> right, Luke. And on that, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back.
4: Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion research, and innovation, King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers by farmers. Don't mess around, try The Crown.
1: Everybody. He's known for smoking on the best weed in the world and also for his unwavering support of failed American fascist regimes. Here to deliver <laughs> today's next headline, oh, my boy. alleged partner in crime, yeah, Jason
0: Gatt. You guys are so cute. Oh, man. Glad you're back, Rico. Glad you're feeling better and, and in good spirits. And st- and you didn't lose your sense of humor while you were over there getting poked and prodded. So, uh, bit, yeah, good, good job. Good job. Good job. But... I'll tell you what, I have an interesting story. Very, very interesting story. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Because the Michigan lawmakers are seeking to let some students... Take medical marijuana on school grounds. Oh, boy. The Michigan Democratic lawmakers introduced legislation this week that would allow K-12 students to take medical marijuana and CBD-infused products on school premises. The bill would change the state law that requires students receiving medical marijuana or CBD products to be checked out of school and have it administered at least 1,000 feet from the school by a parent or guardian. The legislation instead would allow for the administration of the products on school grounds, on the bus, or at school-sanctioned activities by a student, school staff, guardian, or parent. Oh, man, I could just imagine these kids lighting up on the bus. But nonetheless, Democratic Reps uh, Dylan Waglia of Garden City and Jaime Wilson of Yesaplante said the legislation is expected to affect roughly 200 st- students who are considered pediatric medical marijuana patients and whose school days are often disrupted when they receive treatment. In a quote, the idea is essentially to make sure the kids are treated the same as everyone else with their medicine, Wuglia said. And the plan was dubbed Jaden's Law after pediatric medical marijuana patient Jaden Carter, a Burton student who takes medical marijuana for Asperger's syndrome and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The legislation was first introduced last session by State Representative Alex D. Garza uh, Taylor and is modeled after a similar Illinois law. The bill did not receive a hearing under the former Republican majority's last session. And in a quote, Jaden has experienced so much and learned that medical marijuana worked for him, but still struggled to receive it while attending school. Wilson said in a statement, they also said he came from Lansing to ask to ask us to fix it the bills by waglia and wilson were were referred to the house regulatory reform committee jane's law will allow students to access their approved medical marijuana products while helping them maintain classroom and extracurricular success and allow students and their families to have the same dignity as everyone else waglia said in a statement Several school groups contacted by the Detroit News said they were unfamiliar of the legislation and the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principals voiced doubt about schools' ability to comply with the policy if enacted. Because marijuana is a Schedule I drug under federal law, the criminal and financial implications for schools and educators make this bill unworkable, said Wendy Zadeb, executive director for the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principals. And they say the legislation would apply to public and non-public schools, um, would encompass only non-smokable marijuana and would require a written treatment plan written permission by a parent or guardian, supervision by a staff member, and proof of a student's pediatric medical marijuana card. The bills require schools to adopt reasonable guidelines for administering the products, including specifying certain staff members to supervise the process. And the legislation also would add protections for those administering the medical marijuana, including the child, parents, teachers, school nurses, or bus drivers. Both public and non-public schools would be banned from denying entry to a student who relies on medical marijuana and CBD-infused products. And However, the law does include an exemption for schools to stop following the requirements if the public school or non-public school receives a notice from the federal department that the public school or non-public schools will lose federal funding as a result of the authorization. Well, I think that's going to be the inevitable thing. But nonetheless, I want to hear what you guys have to think. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. Awesome, Bill. Awesome I love Bill. It. How are they going to? How are they, how are they going to do this? They're going to get. They're going to get someone in the Department of Education that's going to send them a letter and say, "If you enact this policy, we're going to cut all your federal funds." That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I would love to
4: see a letter come from the federal government saying we are shutting you down because you gave a kid medicine. That ain't fucking happening. Jason, I don't care how much you have this great conspiracy theory about how hateful and awful the federal government is. They're not dumb enough to keep kids from going to school. They're not that stupid. I don't
0: know. I'm telling you, it's all about protecting the kids. Okay. Well, how
4: many universities have we seen do stuff and not lose their federal funding? Come
0: on! That's that's to True. study. That's to study. That's not to administer. That's a big difference. Okay.
4: Well, I, I guarantee you, one hundred percent. Not to mention these are. L- this is L- we can bet a thousand dollars on colleges. this. Jason, back. No one's shutting that. We're talking about colleges, not
1: elementary LSU does schools. It. What's that, Rico? LSU does it. Does Louisiana what? State University does it. So and let they're me. The, they're the only ones that, uh, um, uh, that 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 supplies all the medical uh, practitioners in Louisiana.
3: Can you guys describe this for me? Like, I'm not sure, like in my head, this is what I see the process as. So as it states right now, like a kid that uses, say a cannabis oil, right? For epileptic seizures at school. They, the parent has to pick them up, walk them a thousand feet, like to a field or something. And then they take the tincture or whatever the oil, whatever helps them, whatever yep. form it has. And then they go back into school.
0: Yep. That's what it sounds that's, like to me. That's what i am envisioned. That's, yeah. that's what's happening right now. That's
5: like the process.
0: Yes, that, 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 that's my understanding of the process based off this article. Yes, I would say that would be correct.
5: I mean,
3: then to me, it's a no-brainer that we would fix this. Like... I- I get it. Just as as an educator, you would want to do that, right? Even I, if regardless of the medication or the cannabis or how I felt about it as an educator for the disruption of school and the other class, like this just seems like a no brainer. I don't I, know why I, this well, is
0: even like is I, I think it all it all comes down to following the money. And the reality is, is that schools receive a majority of their money from the federal government to fund public education. And so therefore, how how are they going to be able to do this when it's a Schedule One drug, and they could lose all of their federal funding due to that? What about what about HIPAA protections? Jay? I think they'll be able to. There I think is, no, be able HIP- to get there is no HIPAA protections when it comes to cannabis. It's a Schedule One drug. There is no medical value, so there is no HIPAA yeah. protections for cannabis. It would if it went to a three, but it's not now. Yeah, you're correct. Mm-hmm. But even to get to the
5: point of even having to say that it's cannabis, isn't there some sort of way to to use HIP as a as a stop, no.
1: I'm 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 pretty bullish on the on this one. I think they're going to get it done, and and I hope that they can be they can serve as a model for other states uh, to get it done too.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, oh, I, I, I I wish them all the best with this. I think they're all, the plan is ultimately going to get shut down, but we'll see. We shall yeah. see. We shall see. And I, I mean, can you imagine kids just? One kid being able to have cannabis on the bus and just lighting up on the bus and just tacking out while all the kids are on there. They're, way they're to not gonna let them
1: bring That's flour. Not to not right. <laughs> they're, they're not gonna give them bring flour. <laughs> <laughs> rolling up J's.
0: Hey. Oh man.
1: In the back of the bus. You can't hit this shit. It's medicine, bro. Yeah. I gotta go it's to the
0: medicine. nurse's office and get my pack of backwoods. I bet. It's <laughs> my, exactly. my medicine, bro.
1: You can't hit this. Oh
0: man. You know. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna keep this we gotta keep this show rolling. We're gonna roll right on into Gretchen Gailey. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington insider who loves to tell me ridiculous things over and over again. But yet time will tell. That's right, is none other than the Gretchen Gailey.
4: Well, Jason, back time has told us again you owe me another hundred bucks. Cause guess what? The government didn't fucking shut down like Mama hey, said. Hey, hold on, did, hold on, did, hold on. We did, While we we we're on we that, you owe
1: that. me a hundred bucks because you? we you? still don't have safe banking. We do not have safe banking. When and did you I said say- that? We you said that we would have by safe when? banking at the uh, by, by the end of the last recess. Boom, Semi my Benji.
4: All right, I would like to see <laughs> that documented. I'm happy oh, to, yeah, but ah, no. Rewind the tape. Please rewind the your tape. tape. I, wait, you, said, uh, you said, I said I said we would. Have, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses, chief. <laughs> when did I say that? I would like a specific date of when you said I declared safe banking would be done by. By when? A
1: for, a for this hundred dollars, I'm gonna go back. When did when did these politicians go on uh, recess?
4: Well, they take a recess every other fucking day. Every, so every, I would not have made August, a bet like that. Just so you know, every August every, every 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 episode,
1: just listen episode, to every. Are you episode saying and by, by like August it, recess? Every every I, I, August I will is a recess. I'll find this and okay. I'll put it up. You, you there. get on
4: that. You get on that, Rico. Yes. Uh, I will be happy to pay out because unlike Jason Beck, I pay my bets. I pay my bets Blue faces,
1: too. Blue uh, face.
4: Blue face. Anyway, baby. I trust me. I did not say that this shit was going to get passed by like August recess, if that's what you're going with, but go find it, go find the tape. Uh, but I did say it will pass and I am still standing by safe banking will pass. Uh, if we want to get into a little more nitty gritty, cause I was looking around for another cannabis story today and I think they all just sucked. Um, so I'm going a bit more into what, uh, the changes are to the current safer banking act is. Uh, and here is how it was amended this past week. Uh, The Treasury Secretary would be given one year instead of 180 days to issue updated guidance to financial institutions that work with cannabis businesses that was first released under the Obama administration in 2014. That guidance requires banks, credit unions, and depository institutions to submit suspicious activity reports if they service the cannabis industry. The bill was amended with technical changes to language on how marijuana-related transactions should not be considered Proceeds from an unlawful activity. A new section was added stipulating that director of FinCEN uh, must testify to Congress about anti-money laundering efforts within a year of the bill being enacted. Uh, Federal home loan banks are now included under a list of financial institutions that would be protected from being penalized by federal regulators simply for working with state legal cannabis businesses. And language was also revised that relates to a required federal report on availability of access to financial services for minority-owned, veteran-owned, women-owned, tribal-community-owned, and small-state-sanctioned marijuana businesses. Uh, And much of the negotiations has been on Section 10 of the uh, Safer Banking Act, which concerns preventing federal regulators from taking discriminatory enforcement action against any industry, uh, which was language favored by Republicans. The section was amended in several respects. One key change that seems responsive to issues raised by Senator Kevin Kramer uh, would strike a provision that would have given regulators direction to request or impose penalties for a reason determined to be valid in the discretion of the agency. The section was further revised to include businesses owned by government agents of China and Russia in a list of potential national security and illicit finance threats uh, that may warrant suspicion by regulators. Advocates were encouraged to see that the Safer Banking Act, as introduced last week, contained a new subsection that would have required financial institutions to create rules or guidance on increasing access to banking services for rural, low or middle income and tribal communities. Uh, that language was removed under Brown's amendment, however. Uh, next step, Senate Chuck Schumer uh, has pledged to bring the bill uh, to the floor as quickly as possible and he's committed to attaching legislation to incentivize state and local cannabis expungements and gun rights for marijuana consumers. It's become clear, however, that lawmakers intend to seek further revisions when it reaches the floor and potentially crosses over to the House. For example, Representative Blaine Luckemeyer of the House Financial Services Committee, where the bill would likely be referred upon Senate passage, told Punchbowl News that even after being amended, Section 10 still gives... (sighs) Broad discretion to banking supervisors that could enable politically motivated discrimination. In its current state, the Safer Banking Act will not make it through the House, he said. Senator Chuck Grassley, meanwhile, sent a letter to Schumer on Thursday to express concerns about the Senate's ongoing prioritizing of legislation relaxing marijuana laws over a separate measure the GOP senator favors to permanently prohibit fentanyl analogs. Senator Tom Cotton is also stirring the pot over the cannabis banking bill with an inflated interpretation of Schumer's floor remarks on Thursday about his plans to amend the legislation with criminal justice provisions. While Schumer has so far only discussed amending the bill to include the expungements and gun rights provisions, Cotton said the majority leader wants to add provisions letting drug traffickers out of prison. Uh, Additionally, Senator Pete Ricketts, John Cornyn, Ted Budd, and James Lankford sent a letter to Senate leadership that argued the Safer Banking Act would result in the cannabis industry producing higher potency products that would be harmful to youth and compromise the integrity of the United States banking system. Uh, all I have to say to all this bullshit is if Chucky e. Schumer actually cares about getting this shit passed, he will quickly educate his Senate counterparts on what this bill actually does. All these people who are jumping up and down over potency, over legalization, all over all sorts of crap that's not even in the fucking bill. Fucking read the bill. Before you vote on it, and vote yes on safe banking. The scratch and pride nine news.
1: I just, I just love how these fools have the audacity to say you're going to compromise the integrity of the American banking system. The American banking <laughs> system ain't never had no <laughs> fucking integrity, man. Get the fuck out. What <laughs> <Come on, laughs> like bankers with integrity? What? Integrity.
5: Integrity. Integrity um,
3: farms. T- why? Like in all those amendments, right? It was all missing of anything subsidence of justice. And then well, we those have- are
4: those are amendments that were added to to change the language. And a lot of the amendments this time were adding in tribal communities and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, but again, the justice of cannabis is not the purview of the Senate Finance Committee. Mm-hmm. You want justice? No. Take it to Correct. a committee that actually deals with that shit.
3: Exactly. No, but this is this is the this problem. Is though, right? This is a banking
4: bill. Banking. I Thank understand We're gonna have
3: justice Thank when it's hold, just up, hold, up, us. hold on I all right I hear you but what I'm saying is this is the optics of an American justice system an American government that will allow bankers to make money off of a industry that still has people sitting in a cage for the exact same conduct mm-hmm. is does not sit well with a lot of people now it would be very easy to tie in a Part, an amendment into this bill that allows people to get out of prison.
1: No. Now, wouldn't. Tom Cotton, no, let me, let me say it. something to Tom kill Cotton real quick.
3: Tom Cotton, everybody in federal prison is classified as a trafficker. There is nobody in federal prison that is there for simple possession. You either manufactured, you trafficked, you conspiracy, you had a conspiracy. In federal prison, there's no language that says simple possession and you're sitting in there for 20 years. It doesn't happen. You're- so like... Luke, you're, exa- you're
0: exactly right, which is exactly why no one and absolutely no one was ever released from jail when President Biden did whatever President Biden did.
3: Yes. No, that's 100 percent correct. So uh, and I understand what you're saying, Gretchen, like, you, like, listen, this is just a bill. And I support it, too. Listen, I support safe banking, even though. Even without the justice provision in it, because I know there's a, I, like there's stories of, of women that I know that are single moms operating a dispensary up in in um Oregon they've had real issues because it's all cash and she doesn't have security she doesn't have money for that stuff and and those type of operators I really sympathize with they need to have a banking system so that they can feel safe and feel like they're integrated into the community and the business community But it does not sit well. I'm going on the record that says this does not sit well with me, that if we let a bunch of bankers and corporate guys make money off this and we do not let people out of prison, we're missing an opportunity, and this is not right, period, point blank.
4: Luke, here is one thing to definitely bear in mind, which I think a lot of people forget when it comes to the justice argument, is that Congress does not have the purview to let people who have committed state crimes out of jail, hence why Donald Trump is going to go to jail in Georgia he and can't be jail. pardoned stop for the it. Cap. Anyway, I felt like throwing <laughs> that. <laughs> in. Stop let, the like cap. you're talking about, like in, if someone has gone to jail on a state charge, Congress can't change that. Congress can legalize; they can put forward the Hope Act that can help with expungements there's, and stuff on the state level. But Congress cannot let people out of jail.
0: There's plenty and of people, and in so the it fence drives for... me
4: nuts when social advocates are all jumping up and down that Congress ain't doing enough to get people out of jail, it's not their job. That is You're a right. state issue. You're injury.
3: right, Gretchen. You're absolutely right, but this is a federal law, this is federal legislation, and we're talking about federal inmates here. Now, sure. if you what, have, what it, ha-
4: we can talk federal crime. Yeah, go for yeah, it, ha- Federals, and what happened, they can take care of.
3: What happens a lot of times with most states is the federal government kind of leads the charge on this. So if the federal government steps out here and does this, a lot of these other states that rely on, oh, hey, we're just following federal law, they won't be able to do that anymore. So you'll see the domino effect happen after the federal government does this within the states as well.
4: I hear you. But then again, like you said, this are not people who are sitting in there for simple possession. I think you're going to find it hard pressed to find a congressman or any senator to say, yes, let a drug trafficker out of jail. They're not going to do it. It's one thing. I hear you. I hear you. I'm telling you the reality of the perception of people who want to appear hard on crime, tough on drugs. They are not going to say, let drug traffickers out of jail. They're not.
3: And I and you're right right there. And that's why I think we need more stories like mine where I can go in front of these lawmakers and say, look, I was considered a drug trafficker and I was a legal licensed operator in California. And when they start to hear stories like this, that we have a lot of people in there that are classified as these kingpins and these traffickers, that's just that's not the case. So I think the more that we can do that.
4: How, How would you do that then? Would you ask them to, like, set up a committee to look at individual cases? Because they're not going to do a blanket no, 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 sweeping no, no. Just, piece of legislation. This is, this
3: is more of a this is more of a uh, broad awakening of that the majority of cannab- nonviolent cannabis offenders that we have in there are not uh, El Chapo's and drug kingpins and and things like that. That they're most of the time these are just regular nonviolent cannabis offenders that got a significant amount of time and we're not doing damage to the community like it sounds like when you say drug trafficker and all these other language that are really incendiary Trigger terms. Words.
1: Oh, that, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah coded all
0: those trigger words that get everyone all triggered. We got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And... With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, boy. Rico, you with us? Yeah. All right, all right. You ready? Uh, Are we going to the next one? We're only going to do one commercial? Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? You know what, Rico? You are 100% right. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And make sure you check out our website, www.hyatt9.com, and tell a friend all about us. How's it going, guys? Saman Rizzani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. He's a fellow dope dad, former
1: police officer, and now a security consultant at CC Security Solutions. Here to help us all improve our chances of survival. Y'all know who it is. Chris Eggers
5: hello hello rico good to hear your voice good to see your face glad you're feeling better my friend uh my article today actually referencing a couple different um uh sites but the first one will be cbs news out of boston uh the headline reads that suspended cannabis control commission ccc chair shannon o'brien sues state treasurer deb goldberg claiming wrongful suspension so the suspended chairs um From the Cannabis Control Commission, uh, she's suing Deb Goldberg, saying that she was wrongfully removed from her position. Um, At the time of this article, she was removed with pay. In her lawsuit, Shannon O'Brien claims that Goldberg doesn't have the authority to spend her, uh, hasn't shown any justification, and also claims that there's a history within the commission of removing members by making up allegations uh, just to get them out of there, essentially. O'Brien was suspended two weeks ago uh, for what was described only as, quote, Uh, several serious allegations made about the chair's behavior. But then I dug a little bit further, found some more articles, and this one is going to be referenced out of MJ uh, Biz Daily. That headline reads, Massachusetts uh, marijuana chair sues as allegations emerge. Looked for more details about this suspension and what led to it, but um, didn't find any. However, according to this article, there was a uh, report that was done paid for by the commission, done by an independent third-party law firm. The report came back, and the answer, according to the article, was the only path forward was to suspend this person uh, with pay according to their hiring guidelines. Um, There's no other information at all. Um, And so I'm going to quote this article here. It says, according to the CCC's employee handbook, suspension with pay is the only allowable remedy at this point, as the findings are being reviewed and action is being considered. And again, O'Brien was suspended on September 14th for undisclosed reasons and a length of time uh, that is, I guess, to be determined. So she's going back and suing the uh, the the person who suspended her. She lawyered up. Everyone's lawyered up. uh, But there is no uh, information about the complaint being filed. uh, That leads us to an answer of why this person uh, in such a powerful position was suspended, um, how long they'll be suspended for. Uh, Etc. So I found it kind of interesting because there's like a lot of headlines about this. Uh, it's getting uh, a lot of steam, but I didn't see anything as to a reason. And if any of my uh, counterparts here have any additional information, I'll certainly take it. But um, I didn't find any. And that's my article today. And uh, happy Monday to everybody. Oh, thank you. Chris, what was she the chair of? The Cannabis Control Commission.
0: Oh, in Massachusetts. Yeah, like the whole
1: fucking state. hmm. Yep. And so they hired a law this firm is big. to investigate. This is big.
5: Yeah, they hired a law firm to investigate. Uh, quote several serious allegations made by a commissioner and other agency staffers. But that's it. That's all the information that's out there. I, I found wish that. We had Dale cool.
1: on. I wish we had Dale on today or one of the, our, our lawyers <laughs> on today because is it legal to actually put them out of their chair just because of allegations?
0: Well, I mean, they will ask people to step out, step, step, step aside because they feel that th- so much attention in regards to certain cases could stop them from doing their job or serving the public will or whatnot. So, I have seen that happen um, in different in different instances.
5: And I know, I think too, when you suspend someone with pay, that removes that person from you know, to some degree going back and suing you because then you have to prove damages and loss and all that. And if you didn't have any, right, right, that happens in in the first responder world quite often, suspended with pay uh, until they button everything up so that the department doesn't get sued later.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Is usually, especially while an investigation is happening, they'll just put them off, take leave with pay, and then it's completely legal, especially Mm -hmm. if that's what they signed in their, their work agreement. Yeah.
0: I like what Troy just said in the chat. He said, you know what comes after suspension? You're fired. Not always. (laughs) I see what she did there. (laughs) Not
5: if law firm uh, Ted and Weld out of Boston has anything to say about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man.
1: This this is pretty pretty damn big. I wonder if if she was embezzling funds. Certain allegations, maybe
0: yeah
5: i mean
1: that well, could be well, you know, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think could have garnered such punishment <laughs>
0: um i i know what would garner such punishment she probably you think sex is involved she in she this? she probably wouldn't bend the knee to the woke left oh, okay mm-hmm. okay i
3: would i would say that she was shipping out boxes but like she's on the east coast so that wouldn't work. Oh, it was man. receiving boxes then? Maybe,
0: maybe
1: she was on the receiving
0: end. Yeah, maybe maybe a bunch <laughs> of packages showed up at the at, at her office.
3: Man, that wouldn't be you a very smart I mean? move. She, I wouldn't have her <laughs> the head of anything if she did that. She'd be like, "Hey, yeah, they,
0: they, these are all these are all samples for testing." Oh, yeah, okay. It's we all go all home and test box. these. Yeah, it's, it's, it's testing all, the turkey bags. It's, it's all thca. <laughs> we ordered this or off online. Oh, it was man, THCA. oh man! Yeah, I want to know more. I want I want to <laughs> yeah. really yeah, know what these allegations really are. Purple Yeah, I want to know what these allegations are. But well, uh,
4: I think the whole point of the story is that O'Brien wants to know what the allegations are too. I mean, it doesn't yeah, seem think, as yeah. if there's yeah. much out there on what is what. They and I frankly don't understand how she doesn't know who her boss is. Uh, I, I thought if she if was the, treasurer the boss. Can't I would? No, I'm saying she's this saying that the state treasurer doesn't have the rights to suspend her. I would assume her boss would be the governor. So mm-hmm. I I kind of agree with her on what what's going on.
0: I do too. It, it seems very saw, odd. Yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder with her. I wonder if she just said, you know what, screw what they're talking about. You're not the governor. I'm yeah. still going to show up to work today. Or you think she's just going to take the day off?
4: Well, <laughs> but, but I am guessing out. the state treasurer has the <laughs> power to turn off her paycheck is part of the issue. So she could just show up and not get paid. Yeah, but I then, think then that's then, not the brightest she, plan. But
0: then she'd have a labor claim against the state.
3: Show me
4: who controls the money, Money.
3: and I care not who makes the
1: laws. (laughs) They're going to turn her badge off. She ain't going to be able to get in the building.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to turn her fob off. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to roll right in to Mr. Luke Scarmazzo, who at one point in time did some time for a cannabis crime. But fortunately enough, he's been he's fresh out. And uh celebrating over a hundred days on the streets. That's right. It is none other than the Luke Scar Mazzo.
3: Yeah. It's actually a, a couple hundred days, but it oh, feels couple, like
0: couple hundred. it
3: feels like a couple weeks for real. I still wake up in the morning and I'm like, thank god I'm not in the cell anymore. Yeah. It's a terrible time. Right? One that we had to get through to get here, though, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, so I know everybody feels like it's Wednesday, but it's still only Monday. But your outlaw correspondent for Hyatt 9 News is here once again with some of our prohibition stories. And this one is right here in our own backyard. The headline reads, CHP, three Santa Rosa men arrested after 50 pounds of illegal pot found in their vehicle. I I really despise the word pot, but we'll get to that later. The men were initially pulled over after swerving over a solid white line on the roadway near Ukiah. Three Santa Rosa men were arrested last week near Ukiah after authorities found about 50 pounds of illegal weed in their vehicle. The California Highway Patrol pulled over the blue H2 Hummer at about 11 p.m. Word to the wise, if you're driving up to Mendocino, do not drive in a brand new blue H2 Hummer. That usually makes you stick out a little bit, but we'll keep keep going. Uh, After seeing them swerve over a white line on Highway 101, just north of State Street, the California Highway Patrol pulled them over. An officer spokesman later identified the men as Jose Jose, Armenta, who showed signs of intoxication. Authorities searched the the SUV and found cannabis without the required licensing or paperwork. Armenta and the two passengers Jorge Lozano Castillas and Anthony Escudo Martinez were arrested. The three men were booked into Mendocino County Jail on suspicion of transporting and having marijuana to sell without a license and conspiracy. Armenta was also suspected of driving under the influence. three were no longer in police custody as of Sunday afternoon. Um, listen. I've drove I've drove that that 101. I know a lot of the people back in the day us trappers that used to have to go up there and and cop the packs. It's one way in, it's one way out during this time of year right now, like October to like December. It is probably one of the most heavy or it used to be. I don't know now because everything's different now since I've been out, but it used to be one of the most heavily policed Highways in the country. I mean you would literally drive down there and you would see people pulled over with highway patrol all the time Driving back down. So, you know, I didn't know this would still happen I don't know like when the last time the Mendocino County Jail actually booked somebody in there for weed That would be that'd be an interesting fact to know but listen look it's still happening It is still happening people are still going to jail You still have to bail out. I know they weren't there by Sunday. It was probably a light bail, but this is still, now they're justice impacted. Now they got to go deal with with all this stuff, fines and classes or whatever it is that Ukiah is going to make them do. Um, uh, Interesting to hear what the rest of the the guys and Gal has to say about this. Prohibition 101 still here in California in the Emerald Triangle.
0: So so Luke, I'm guessing that uh, Mendocino County doesn't have a no bail policy apparently not apparently it, uh
3: not. definitely said uh, that they were booked and that they got out it doesn't say what the amount of bail was uh i mean it
0: couldn't have been a lot
3: no i mean i, I, I mean even if it was unlike what it was what it, it was illegal and unlicensed
0: i have that being like you know some type of uh, I don't see I monetary don't see fine bill. and infraction, but I don't see their bill being over over fifty thousand. So that means that it would cost them five grand to bail out. I don't see yeah. it being over that. Yeah, I'm surprised
3: that they that they would book them on like such minor infractions or misdemeanors. Um, they might, have, I, I guess, what? maybe because the intoxication well issue I, maybe made them feel like they had to do something. I don't know. You know, you know, what you was know? the date? did it say the date they were arrested? Um, it. Did not, but it said they were out of jail by Sunday. So I would assume over the weekend.
0: Chris, I think you can elaborate on this. I mean, it might even possibly be the situation where these guys are under investigation for some whole other things. And this is just a portion of what they're being investigated for. That's possible. Um, the first thing I'd, I'd want to add is that so likely
5: how they got into the car was um, search incident to arrest or an inventory search of the vehicle. Are we all familiar with that? I can give it a 10 second please, on that. Please, please, Chris. So anytime a vehicle is taken into police custody, whether it's towed because it's illegally parked or in this case, likely in this case, I don't have the police report, but likely in this case, as a result of a DUI arrest, that car is impounded. There's an inventory search, um, and what law enforcement says the reason is is to make sure that you know all of your things are accounted for, so you know there's no uh, nothing goes missing. You know, one of the, it, but it is a tool that law enforcement will use to get inside a car and search a vehicle, and that's likely how how they found it. Or Jay, to your point, I agree they could have been you know um, being investigated for something else or something similar, and and this was you know a pretext stop. Yep. Yeah. I mean they... uh, so. On Mendocino County website, um, they have the arrest log, and I, I mean Jay, I think you, you'd find it interesting to pull it up. But they were booked on uh, one of the one of the folks was booked for transport uh, over. It kind of cuts off, but transportation. Um, it doesn't say anything about bail, um, so that's there's like limited info but if you go to other people who are arrested there's like the bail amount how long they were mm-hmm. in when did they bail out etc cetera, etc cetera. so not
0: really sure um qu- question question then chris because because i have I, I have seen this happen to other people doesn't it doesn't it generally mean that if they don't have all of that information in there they're kind of they could possibly be cooperating with law enforcement and that's why that information is not in there
5: it's one of many reasons. Also, you have to understand these are municipal employees and I was one um, entering the data, right? And there's just like mistakes made too. So the, that's you're not wrong to think that that could be a reason, but there could be a ton of reasons. And then the last point I would like to make just in California is field sobriety tests are uh, roadside are voluntary they're not mandatory the deal you make with the dmv when you get your license is this when you're arrested and they have to arrest you you shall submit to a chemical test that's blood breath or urine typically not urine so it's blood or breath but the breathalyzer test the pass machine on the side of the road that is voluntary that is that is not required um the the license the deal you make is with the dmv when you get your license that once you're once the handcuffs are on and you've been arrested for driving impaired or dui then you shall submit to a chemical test and if you don't the dmv not not the cops will take away your license for up to a year
1: have you ever been approached by somebody who declared themselves a sovereign citizen
2: yeah sovereign, then you get your window sovereign. broken your ass beat extra bro <laughs>
0: check uh, youtube I, I, for that
2: I somebody who I,
5: I didn't write a lot of tickets man so like um you know i stopped somebody once who was you know a sovereign citizen and the whole the whole nine um i'm not super familiar <laughs> with it but traveling
2: got, bro i'm not driving i'm traveling
5: they were getting a warning anyway so i don't <laughs> have like a good story about it
3: Am <laughs> I like, conducting okay.
2: commerce I love watching videos of those dudes just getting their windows broken and the shit beat out of them. It's like, bro, here's the deal. All <laughs> courts are a legal fiction. They're an abstraction. However, they're an abstraction backed up by thousands of people with polyester suits and guns. Yes. That will fuck your <laughs> shit up aggressively. Mm-hmm. Yes. It might not be real. It don't really matter when it comes right down to it. And I just want to it looks add, cool. too. It looks, it looks cool on YouTube, though. Oh, yeah. These dudes are guilty of violating one of the first <laughs> laws of the game only break one law at a time you guys yeah you're Damn. running around with packs don't speed don't drink don't be smoking weed in the car like one oh. law at a time as one of my favorite mentors told me i'm sure yes. anybody in the game for a minute knows that rule That's true. if know, you break
5: the law don't break the law
3: yeah. i know jay That's i know that. jay said that this was could be like them cooperating chris but c- chris could these guys have been like cia black ops that are bringing the 50 pounds down to the ucc guys to fund them for arms
5: possibly there you go there you go it could luke there you go don't encourage
4: another...
0: them. Don't encourage. i mean it could anything's possible don't even the world's give a me crazy story. place Jay's
5: <laughs> questions always lead to like the like the you know if it was the case that would be a topic right yeah I don't, I don't know it could just be it just says bond number no data that's all it says in here
0: yeah it sounds sounds suspect to me very suspect and they're gone already mm-hmm. they went and disappeared them exactly Ex- they already released them exactly is there is there is there a receipt right. for what they paid in bond uh, i'm looking mm-hmm. no could have got it hard i'm oh.
3: stuck
1: yeah. <laughs> and on that note on that note he is a he is immortal. Cannabis Wizard with a Stanford PhD in tripping balls, co-host of the podcast What's Good, here to bless us with the final story of the day,
2: Mr. Matthew St. Germain. Awesome. Thanks, all. Co I'm really glad you're back. Um, here we go. I've got one from the side post, and it is a concern. This isn't a, a final word, so so you know, take it with a grain of salt and continue to look. But I think this is really important. And it points to, as I've always said, the need for macro dosing over micro dosing. Uh, a study was done recently that raises concerns about the potential link between chronic microdosing of psychedelics, which means daily for months, and valvular heart disease. In recent years, the trend of microdosing psychedelics has gained popularity with enthusiasts toting a wide range of potential benefits from enhanced creativity to improved mood and focus. However, a recent uh, scientific review published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology raised some concerns about the potential health risks associated with long-term microdosing of, of psychedelics. In particular, Researchers are expressing the worry about possible connection between certain psychedelics and a heart condition known as valvular heart disease, VHD. Gridosing involves taking small, sub-perceptual doses of psychedelic substances like LSD, psilocybin, mescaline, DMT, the list goes on and on, which will avoid the uh, intense psychedelic effects and the perceptual effects uh, a lot of people feel has a lot of, of benefits. Valvular heart disease is a condition that affects the heart valves play a crucial role in maintaining proper blood flow and pressure through the heart. VHD can range from mild to severe and may lead to symptoms such as chest pain, shortness of breath, and fatigue. In severe cases, VHD can result in heart failure, requiring surgical intervention to repair or replace damaged heart valves. Concern raised by scientists stems from the interaction between these micropsychedelics psychedelics and the specific receptor in the body known as the 5-HTB receptor. Remember, we were talking about the 5-HT2A receptor in the brain and how psychedelics interact with that to help, right? So the 5-HT2B is present in the heart and in the valves. And what they're worried about is when this receptor is persistently activated, has been linked to the development of VHD. Review, examine four commonly used psychedelics, namely LSD, psilocin, which is what psilocybin turns into in your body, mescaline and DMT, along with MDMA. All of these substance, substances uh, interact with the five HT two B receptor. LSD and psilocybin or and psilocin were found to be the most uh, the most dangerous um, because of their their uh, large uh, interaction with five HT two B receptor. Esculin, however had a very low HT2B receptor and, and found it, uh, they said it was difficult to draw conclusions, which means they didn't really find any action between mescaline and the heart valve problem. MT also exhibited a minimal safety margin, but its extremely short half-life, I think, reduces the risk compared to these other substances. MDMA had the highest demonstrated risk among the compound studies because it is such a potent HT2B agonist, has minimal safety margins for reported microdoses. Furthermore, cases of VHD have been observed in long-term users of full doses of MDMA, confirming its risk. With the exception of MDMA, no studies have been conduct- conducted with the specific aim of investigating this potential health risk in a thorough and scientifically valid manner, the research. Four, while there may be general safety concerns about these substances, currently there is a lack of concrete scientific evidence to confirm or refute the existence of a direct link between chronic use of these psychedelics valvular heart disease we're going to have to wait for more of these studies to come out before we know the exact direction this thing is going to take but i'd like to highlight about microdosing versus macrodosing and, and kind of life in general is that macrodosing is are more um, uh, effic- uh, uh, effective for human beings in changing their patterns repatterning themselves and, and positive growth if it's used with integration and, and daily work I think that the people who are doing microdoses, they're, they're getting some help. A lot of times it helps them get off cigarettes or alcohol, and I think that's a good thing. But it, it highlights this thing that in Zen Buddhism, uh, Zen Buddhist practitioners call the wobbly wheel, right? And, and the belief is, um, the thought is, our life, the universe itself, the whole thing is a wobbly wheel, right? It's got a little lump in it. It's going to get you where it's going, but it's going to be kind of a bumpy ride the whole time. A lot of times what people are looking for in any substance that they choose to use is a bit of an escape from that wobbly wheel, maybe a rounding of that wheel through some magic pill they can take. It's really important for all of us to realize that it's going to be a wobbly trip the whole time. There is an imp- imperfection involved in, in this entire space-time universe, and the more that we can brace it, sit quietly with it, and use our own heart and mind and perception... Address and and degrade that fact. The better we're going off. We're going to be as humans, and I think we all need to stop looking for some messiah in a pill that's going to shine up the world and make it perfect and and easy every day. Because I don't think it is that. Um, so the, the the news of this study is it's, it's not. It's a first of its kind. There need to be more studies to be done. It does highlight that if you have some heart issues, you may want to talk to a physician into google a little bit more or wait to see some more of these studies come out before you get into frequent microdosing matthew saint germain on a monday for Hyatt nine news come on in everybody what do you got to say about this
0: i wonder
1: <clears throat> i'm a fan of the macro dose man I, I, need the full experience
0: i want i wonder if they're if if this if this has anything to do with the experience that you get when uh when when you're on these substances as opposed as like meaning like sometimes it can seem extremely too real which would cause your heart to uh to 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 beat faster and 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 that's what causing this type of uh reaction. What do you think, Matthew?
2: No, they're saying that the actually the substances actually fit into a receptor that is on your heart called the 5HT2B receptor. This is beyond any. And they're saying this happens with microdosing, which oftentimes people can't really feel in any way at all, uh, except maybe, again, like a, a general shining up of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually a chemical interaction with the heart. Ah, That's why okay, okay. I need to see more of these studies to really know which way we need to go. Really what I find is a lot of people wanna dip in, they wanna try psychedelics and they're very afraid, might have various ego defenses, they might have a bit of a control mechanism. A lot of us have just been through so much trauma in life, people don't really wanna just sign up voluntarily for a little more trauma. But fortunately or fortunately, I think right. that's really where the healing comes is these larger doses that de-pattern the brain that allow you to form new neuronal connections that grow new brain cells and really at times almost shock one into changing one's life. I think that's uh, one of the real powers in psychedelics is that real large efficacy in a very short term due to uh, a larger dose. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't microdose. Now, the number one thing when they're saying that mescaline uh, is the least harmful of these substances, I got great news a cactus called San Pedro, also called Wachuma. You can buy it at local nurseries. You can buy it online. It's completely legal. It contains a lot of mescaline, just like peyote, which you don't want to harvest because we're having a lot of problems with peyote sustainability. We want to leave that yep. for the indigenous Native Americans. You can get these legal San Pedro That's cactuses. It. You can grow them in your front yard. You can grow them in your backyard. You can find on Google or YouTube how to process them into a powder. You can use this powder in a microdose level. And the cool thing is you can even get to like a half dose or a just under a subceptual dose larger than a microdose. And it gives you energy. It opens up your heart. It makes you feel very good. It makes you feel very active and activated. And a lot of people have been doing uh, the San Pedro microdoses for years and years and years with with no real uh, side
1: activated and interesting man. Interesting. I, interesting
3: i agree with you saint 100 i'd be remiss though if i didn't say that i don't know if macro dosing is for everybody and i say Free. let me let me let me give you a, a, a little background on that so back before micro dosing and lsd and, and mushrooms were cool back in the day there was people like us that used to take them right we used to do all kinds of pink suns and flying <laughs> pyramids and you know what i mean but so sure. And so I had a lot of experience in my peer group seeing it like, you know, we dose with like 10 or 12 people. Well, there was sometimes like, you know, and we're not mi- micro dosing. There would be times every time, really, that a few people in that group, it was too much for and they couldn't handle it. It was really bad. And I, and in certain instances, it can be damaging. So uh, just it, it, it absolutely mm-hmm. is effective. High efficacy on, on macro dosing. Just be careful, make sure you're in a good environment. It's always good to do it with people that are more experienced in those situations so they can kind of guide the ride. Um, and just uh yeah, there's there's so much study that needs to be done in this area. Um, because micro dosing yeah, got, too you helps you a lot. You gotta be
1: people. A, you you gotta be at a place where you, you're comfortable with yourself, yeah. Psychologically. Well, sometimes mentally, this helps you
2: get comfortable with yourself. It can. And, and Luke, I agree with your call to caution. Number one, if you have a family history of bipolar or schizophrenia, you may want to wait. Number right. two, if you have a lot of trauma, you may want to f- uh, find a more psychological talk therapy model to establish safety with these substances. And uh, the number one uh, issue I've really seen with a lot of people in in doing psychedelics in group situations is uh, Abrahamic religious programming. I've found that people who have a large deal of Abrahamic religious programming from their family and to have a harder time or tend to be, for whatever reason, when you see people have a harder time, tend to have this real fundamentalist religious upbringing. It's one of the things that starts to happen first and foremost in seeing a greater vision of who we are and how we are connected is begin to uh, have messages arising from the center of your mind and the center of your being are ex- uh, completely contrary to everything you've been taught by the people that you love the most. I think oftentimes a schism between uh, an arising truth within oneself that you know to be true flicking with your messaging and trauma from the way you were raised uh, causes a schism in people's mentality and I've seen people really have intense problems and I've seen some people even need psychiatric help because of that I would I would always caution that psychedelics are not for everybody greed think they that they can be used safely the more we get education. And psychedelic mentorship, they can be uh, used safely by a majority of the population. Um, and the number one thing is psychedelics are not what we need to continue to look at is the things I keep saying. Let's look around our society. If it is serving us and those that are less fortunate or less privileged than ourselves. If the answer it is not, let's start navigating as a family towards a solution that serves everyone who lives on this planet. Because we're all born here. We're all going to die here. We're all one family. I doubt that we're going to be able to fix this thing as long as we continue to make a line of us versus them, exclude certain people from the table and from food and from housing and from benefits of being Earth brother or sister. What y'all think?
0: Sure.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy, down the rabbit hole of Matthew St. Germain. That, that man preaching. Yeah. That man preaching. Give him his power. game uh, right there.
1: What do you think about that, Jason? Are, are, does that make you want to just go macro dose for the weekend?
0: I mean, in all, in all fairness, I've never understood micro dosing. I mean, I feel like it, all that's doing is just sticking hey, your point? toe, just sticking your toe in the Hallelujah. water. Yeah. Just, didn't, just didn't, didn't
1: Jimmy Devine say it was a scam. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now, listen. like
3: there's sometimes like, like when I want to, like, want to get like a slightly different view on the day or like get over an issue, right? Like, I'll microdose when I still have to be high functioning throughout the day. If I macrodose, like listen, I'm not doing all the things I was supposed to do in that day. The 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 trip oh, yeah. is taking and me I, on off, its I'm own off. way and yeah. and you're supposed to do that.
0: Yeah, I I I'm I'm not doing anything that I'm supposed to be doing. Like don't 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 bother me any any phone calls or texts. Right. I'm not dealing with.
3: And it's supposed yeah. to be that. The trip is supposed to take you to a different spot, right? It's supposed to break that pattern that you're already in and do those things and that's cool. But for me, like if I have things that I have to take care of, there's, there's, I'd be able to macro. Like, cause I'm on. I agree. A totally different plane.
2: Agree. Yeah.
3: You ready?
1: Right. let's fucking do it. Yeah. It's time to <laughs> go. Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of high nine news. You can catch us live weekdays, 9am Pacific high noon on the East coast. Big shout out to our all of our super fans out there getting their comments posted live on the big screen to our live audience members. And, uh, Online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the daily headlines of chaos we call the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondents tuning in from all over, bringing this much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table, our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, um, all of our sponsors keeping the lights on, AV struggles to the minimum, and always Cannabis Sativa L, thank you. It has been Monday, October 2nd, twenty twenty three. The show's over. You've all been blessed. Hope is enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lamid, the dope is Dad on the streets. Good to be back. And uh Matthew Saint Germain, bless us with a little outro. What we got for these people.
2: Breath, your breath is the programming code of the human biocomputer. In your breath, in your life.